Welcome to Fresh Off the Set, everyone. I'm Alora Murray. And I'm Sarah Jenkins. And today, Sarah, we are talking about money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Sing the song, I couldn't resist. Um, I think this is a really important topic. We need to be talking about it more, right? I mean, there you go. I will be the first person to say that I struggle with it. I struggle with finances. Um, luckily, it is what my husband graduated in. He's really helpful. And I have to tell you, it got me thinking about the worst purchase I probably ever made. Yes. Tell us what your worst purchase was. I was in England and this was about 10 years ago. And being myself, I don't know. I was so excited to be in England for the first time. I went to Harrods as one does, you know, as one does. I've never been to England, but I've heard of Harrods. It's famous. Absolutely. So I was there. I found a sweater and I was like, I must have this sweater. <laughs> and it, there's nothing special about it. It's a striped sweater. But I feel I, like when you're on vacation too, or when you're somewhere else that isn't home, it just seems more special. You know, you attach a memory to it. Oh yeah. So, so I forgot that the dollar doesn't transfer directly. So I bought this sweater and after I purchased it, I realized I had spent twice as much on it because uh, of the way the pound was at the time. Right. So this sweater, I don't even want to tell the people listening how expensive this sweater was, but I couldn't return it. <laughs> How am I going to return it? Ten years later, I still have the sweater. The neck is a little stretched. I should not be wearing it, but it's still in my closet to remind myself to think twice <laughs> before making a purchase. Oh, my gosh. But that's the thing. I, I'm i just not the best with money, and I know I waste a ton of it on DoorDash. I mean, I could drive a mile to get my food, but why if I can spend, you know— right. It's so easy. I know the worst purchase I ever made, I hate to say it because I'm so glad I have my degree, but I took out student loans to go out of state. And in Mm -hmm. hindsight, I probably should have stayed home in Maryland where I'm from, but I was determined to go to Arizona. I'm still paying off those out-of-state student loans. I think at 18, you don't always make the most sound uh, financial decisions. But then day to day, I'm I'm working on it. Like you said, we're working in progress, but I still waste money on Starbucks. Uh, That's my addiction. (laughs) Uh, I can't imagine. I need my caffeine. What can you do? But Sarah, is it a waste? of money if it makes you that happy. No, I like the way you think. I really do. I think that this podcast is so important because we just need to be talking about spending habits and money in general. Absolutely. So today, um, Carrie will be speaking to Judy Wilkins-Smith. She is a world-renowned family patterns, systemic work, and constellations expert, motivational speaker, and author. So should we take a listen, Sarah? Let's do it. Judy Wilkinsmith, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, it's lovely to be with you. We are so happy to talk with you. Okay, you are here to help us create better money habits, which we can all brush up on. Judy, let's start with your background. Tell us a little bit about your background. So originally, my background was healthcare in South Africa, and then when I moved over here, I became interested in family patterns, and that kind of morphed into organizational patterns. And so now I work with both organizations and individuals, you name it, we work across the spectrum. Oh, wonderful. Okay, and you talk about this term, quote, money DNA. What is this? Yeah, so money DNA fits in with emotional DNA. And emotional DNA is the pattern of thoughts, feelings, actions, inactions that you often inherit from prior generations either epigenetically or by, by word of mouth and by word of, of role model. And so these patterns don't always serve you. So when somebody comes to me and they say they're struggling with money, one of the things that we do is, is I will ask them to sit down and write down 
Tell me everything that you think about money. Tell me everything you feel about money. Tell me all the actions you take around money. When did that start for you? What was happening in your life at the time? Does anybody else in your family have a similar pattern? Because now we know if it's you starting the pattern or if you've inherited that. And once we, we know what we're working with, we can begin to rewire that. Because if we don't, it doesn't matter how much you say you want to do well and you want to be financially well off. You're going to find ways to, to uh, kneecap yourself. You're going to find ways that as you're right at the point of success, your bandwidth kicks in and it could be your, your um, family bandwidth that mm. says, no, 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 you know, we don't do that. It's greedy or uh, only bad people are rich or it's rather education than money. And so quite subconsciously, we U-turn. Interesting. Interesting. So you can actually inherit that. Um, now, speaking of oh, that, yeah. why are money habits, what do you think one of the best places to start at looking at our unconscious emotional DNA inheritance? Okay. Super easy. Where are the places that you find yourself stuck, frustrated, sad, mad, irritated? That's a place to, or, or, or dogmatic. When we say, I will not, I refuse. Those places where you're really adamant. Go and look there because generally that comes from somewhere other than the just now. So you want to go and have a look at, at that. And then the other place to start looking at where is the chapter, this is now the opposite, where is the chapter that only you can write is to look at your deep desires and longings and don't treat them as playthings. They're really there for a purpose. They're yet there for you to take the next step and they're pushing you. The system is pushing you to take that next step. Wow. Okay. And of course, when we have money problems, we want to blame everyone else, right? But can we really inherit money problems or habits from our parents? Can we really blame that? You can sure try blaming it. It's not going to get you very far, <laughs> but we do. But what, what you, the thing about it is once you know where it came from and you kind of give it its place and recognize, okay, this lives in my family, now you can do something different. Before then, you're subconsciously reacting or unconsciously reacting to stimuli from outside. Mm. Anytime you see somebody with money, you go, oh, they're greedy. Anytime you see somebody with money, you go, mm -mm, I'm educated. You just have money. You're responding to all of those old things you've been told. So we respond very deeply to those. And, and we, we take great pride in feeling righteous about it. Only it's not really the truth. It's just your truth. And you can change that anytime you want to. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. Well, and Judy, if we don't know the patterns of our parents or grandparents, can we still identify these habits or patterns? Absolutely. And what I tell people to do is if you don't, and many people don't, what you want to do is sit down and timeline your own life and timeline your own life with respect to money. Where are my ups? Where are my downs? What's, what are the patterns that I've, I've created that caused me to do this? Now, even if you don't know them, those patterns probably came from somewhere else. So, but you've now got them showing up as clues in your own life and showing up as a, as a provocation to say, hey, do you want to do this or would you like to do something different? Because there's a way. Sure, there's a way. Well, and how can we determine if you have inherited an emotional pattern around money that is not innate to us? Uh, what you can do is if you've inherited to, to identify that, is if it feels like this irresistible pull, if it doesn't feel like it belongs to you. I have people who will say to me, I know I shouldn't do X, Y, Z with money, but it's so easy to just 
just do it. Everybody else in the family does it or the most of humanity does it. So it's, it's just easier. And what you're doing is you're describing either a systemic pattern or a meta pattern, which is one of the big patterns. So, of course, throughout the world, we say it, only a certain percentage of people can have money. The rest of us are kind of doomed. Not true, but for as long as we subscribe to that, anything that comes along as an opportunity, you won't see because your mindset says, I can't have. Interesting. So it's that emotional pattern of not thinking that it's for us. Absolutely. It's not mine. I'm not allowed. I should suffer. Money is not in my family. We're all poor, but we love. Here's my favorite. It's usually either love or money, which is an anomaly because you can really have both. We've made poor money out to be a demon and we've made poor money out to be the or. It's not. It's an and. It's also not a commodity. It's a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's 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 really interesting. Thank you for explaining that, Judy. And so I'm interested in this too. What is systemic work and constellations and how does that relate to our money DNA? Let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. So systemic work is the study of you within a system. You didn't just fall into or onto planet Earth. You came from somewhere. How, how were you born? What were the events? What is your ethnicity? What is your culture? How does that affect you? What are the big events that happened around you? So it's the study of you within the system, how it affects you, and then your potential. Constellations is, is a real breakthrough approach. For the first time, it allows people to actually see, feel, taste, touch, hear, the issue they're dealing with. So, for example, with money, what we do is we use either live representatives or pieces of paper set up in a specific way, and you begin to explore your issue around money using these pieces of paper or live representatives. Why is that important? Because now that you're dimensionalizing, you can actually see what lives in you or what lives in your system. Here's mom, here's dad, here's sister. Dad turns away when it comes to money. Here's a representative for money. Um, Mom stands close to it. Yeah, that's accurate because mom's the one who's got the money savvy. But now you're seeing it and you're hearing yourself talk about it. Mm -hmm. And you're literally making the unconscious conscious and the invisible visible. And because of that, you start to have different insights and an embodied experience of your money bandwidth. And you also get to test. So what if? What if I said, you know what, this isn't working for me. I really, really want to be good friends with money. And you get to feel that effect. And that begins to then rewire the brain and the body, which means now you're no longer reliving ancient history or even your history. Now you're creating a very different possibility and outcome. That is fascinating that you can rewire it too. That's that's oh, yeah. good knowledge to have. That is that is really cool. Well, if, if someone's listening to this, Judy, and thinking, okay, does this apply to me? What other signs are there out there that we need to change our relationship with money? What, what should we look for? <laughs> you're, you're having a problem with money. It's not coming near you. You can't make it come and play with you. Um, you don't ever seem to get past a certain level. You're always in struggle or you're in feast or famine. Any one of those patterns, if you're, if you're struggling in any way, you don't have a good relationship with money. When you start to get up in the morning and do things like, thank you, money, because of you this morning, I can have a hot bath or a hot shower. Gee, thanks, money, I can gas the car. 
thank you, there's food on the table. What you're doing is you're thanking flow. You're becoming aware of flow. You're internalizing, you're making friends with it. What we tend to do is don't talk about money. It's very ungodly. You know that's mm. against, you know, all sorts of things. And poor money sitting in the corner going, well, I, I guess I'm not your friend. Mm, that's a good point. So we want to become besties with our money relationship. You really <laughs> want to become besties. There is, a, there is another person out there, and I forget her name, but she talks about money monsters. Most of us have money monsters. And you really want to, to learn to love and befriend money. And let it flow. Get better at that relationship. Yes. And well, Judy, if we can better understand our money DNA, how can we do that? Uh, So what you want to do is find the places where you feel yourself stuck or sad. And then find the places where you really want it to flow differently. And what I've found is if you attach it to a goal, it becomes a lot more fun. So, So for me, I always tell people, when I first ever came to this country, I, I went to Disney. And I, I looked at all of these beautiful places, the timeshares there, one, and the resorts. And I thought, one day, one day, I want to have timeshare at Disney. And so I would just put bits away. If, if I had extra that came in, if there was a bonus, whatever that was, I would just put it away. Mm-hmm. And I, but I always had that in mind. And every time I thought about it, it was pretty exciting. And the day I finally realized I had enough for a deposit for timeshare, that was exciting. Oh, that's and really I, exciting. I mean, and when I could take my family that first Christmas and walk in and go, I'm walking into this timeshare. I'm not watching others do it. I really got that money and I had clicked and I'd made a dream come true. So a lot of it is about coupling it to your goals and coupling it to dreams and really treasuring those steps and dreams as you achieve them. Mm-hmm. I have a big smile on my face. I felt that. I, I see what you mean with having that goal because it makes it fun and you achieved that. That is it's amazing. It's so fun. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, how can we create a healthier money mindset? By beginning to really, really appreciate it. Watch what you're doing with money. When you go to do something, ask yourself, does this make me happy or does it fill me with anxiety? So even when you're paying a bill, Am I happy because, yeah, I've got the money to do it? Or am I looking at it going, oh, I've got to pay this, I've got to pay? Two very different attitudes. Mm -hmm. Start to give it a fun place, not a stress place. And really, really give yourself little goals, bigger goals, bigger goals. Money is a ton of fun when you do that. Sure, sure. And speaking of goals, how can imagination help us reach those goals? Oh, a lot. For me, with with, um, Disney, I, would, I had pictures. I'd taken pictures of where, where we'd been and pictures of the place I wanted to be at. And I would look at those every day and get this big grin that you've just described and go, one of these days, one of these days. When I did, I, can, I cannot tell you. I mean, it was ridiculous the grin I got because I knew we'd done it together, Money and I. We'd mm. done it. Mm. That's it is really inspiring and motivating to hear all of this. And I, I like that change your relationship with it because um, that can help you reach your goals basically. And yeah. And I'd... don't set limits. Don't. Mm, okay. Do you know how many people say to me, well, I don't want too much. I mean, I don't want to be a millionaire. Why not? Do you know how helpful you are as a millionaire? Yeah. I think what you... you could do with it. 
Exactly. You really do want to. Do you know how fun it is when you can walk up to a friend or a colleague or a family member and say, I got that. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. It is the best fun. Oh, Judy, thank you so much for this information and this knowledge. You are a powerhouse. We appreciate you so much. And I'm going to start, I'm already picturing my, my goals. And so I can, I, I know I'm going to reach that one day. So thank you for, for igniting that in me and hopefully other people listening too. And if we want to follow you for more info, Judy, where can we go? You go to judywilkins-smith.com or you can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. And I want to hear all about when you hit your goals. <laughs> you will. I'm, you, be careful what you say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a hold of you, and I'm going to find you, and I'm going to let you know. Oh, no, we're gonna, I really want to hear. Yeah, and other people, reach those goals. Reach out to Judy. Let, let them know. And, Judy, before we let you go, we do what we like to call Fresh Five. I'm going to ask you five quick questions, and uh, you can just answer with what's off the top of your head. Are you ready? That sounds good. I want to say one other thing. If yes. people want to know more about money, I'm doing Money DNA at Disney World in November. Just good to know. Oh, that's so fun. Okay, that's very cool. All right, here okay, we go with the fresh questions. five. Yep, here we go. Yep. Okay, are you a morning or night person? I am an all-day person. I like that. All day. Okay, <laughs> um, and it's brunch, Judy. What are you ordering? If it's brunch, I'm probably going to do avocado um, with a little bit of um, Dijon mayo, at, at least Dijon mustard, um, fruit, and a nice glass of water. Oh, that sounds fabulous. That sounds really good. Okay, what's your idea of a perfect vacation? Oh, Disney. Done. Disney. D Disney <laughs> you and, done. I mean, you and me both. And magic. Yep. Yeah, that's it. It's magical. It definitely is magical. Um, did you have a nickname growing up? I did. Actually, I had two. I had Mickey and I had Winnie the Pooh, but Mickey's the one that stuck, and I wear Mickey everywhere I go. That's so cute. You were destined for Disney. That's amazing. Okay, and last one, Judy, most beautiful place you've ever visited. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> Got to say it. It's magical. If people, if people get past the idea that it's commercial, you can watch your soul grow at Disney. Yeah, it's fabulous. It is. It is. It is pure magic. Well, thank you so much, Judy. For this information today and it's great to get to know you and we will follow you one more time give us that website judy wilkins-smith.com and i can't wait to hear from you thank you so much judy thanks for joining us and please rate review and subscribe and we will see you next week Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.